business is booming. From the small mom and pops to the big industries, our local businesses drive our economy and provide the products, services, and jobs we depend on. Our host, Jennifer McCurdy, brings us these stories as she visits with the business owners and leaders of Fort Payne and DeKalb County, Alabama. And now, here's Jennifer. Brian Bain, Mayor Brian Bain, welcome to Business is Booming with the Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for joining me today. Well, you're quite welcome. Uh, Great to be here. Yes. Well, I thought it would be nice to have your perspective on business in Fort Payne, as well as I kind of want to get into your role as the mayor of Fort Payne and how you started. I think it's fascinating that, well, fascinating and impressive that you have always kind of, since I've known you, had a servant's heart and just been involved in your community. You worked at a small business yes, for many I, years. I started uh, started at, at Bruce's Foodland, uh, gosh, way back there. I was, I was still in high school. I was on the work program and, uh, you know, was always brought up to, you know, get out and work and earn your own money. And, you know, if I wanted to go out and do something, then Get you some, get right. some money. <laughs> Find the money. And in, in doing that, uh, I guess a lot of people would not realize this or would not know this, uh, but I was, I guess, kind of, I wouldn't say shy, but kind of shy, you know, in, in school growing up and all. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't, I was, I was very, very introverted. Right. And, uh, but, but working with the public uh, at, at Bruce's uh, Foodland, it really gave me the opportunity to to get out and meet people and and really see what uh, what this community is all about. And I guess through the years of being there and, and growing up there and working in the different departments and uh, the different aspects of the grocery business, mm-hmm. uh, really gave me an opportunity to to really get involved with the public. Uh, gave me some opportunities to get involved with some nonprofits, some volunteer work. Uh, and, and that is my heart is, is to, you know, to serve the people. Yes. Uh, I often say, you know, I'm not a politician. I'm a public servant. Yes, uh, I'll I've heard agree that, with that. I've heard that said before, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the least thing from a politician that you'll ever find. Uh, I want to be a public servant. I want, yes. I want to help people. I want to, to know that what I'm doing is, is something good for the community. And you do that. And I can say you're with the Optimist Club. Right. How long have you been with the Optimist Club? I've been with the Optimist Club since probably about 2008. Goodness, uh, yeah. We we actually started the uh, the annual event that we do, Race to Embrace, uh, my first year as uh, president of the Optimist Club. That's been going strong so, for years. Yes. And doing well. Yes. Lots of people in the community participate and love it, so they right. can... Check with Optimist Club if they'd like more information on Race yes. to Embrace. Yeah, because we, we are bringing up. yes, we are bringing it back this year uh, due to COVID. The last two years, the uh, the school system would not let us, you know, have COVID for various reasons uh, or obvious reasons. Have Race to Embrace. Yeah, you yeah, have Race to yes, <laughs> because have, of COVID. Yes, because of COVID, we could not have Race to Embrace. There you go. But this year, we're actually going to get to to have Race to Embrace. It's going to look a little bit different this year because it uh, the school is having their stadium redone. Oh, so, yes, that's impacted a lot. So uh, it will, we're moving it to the VFW, which is a great facility. They've been uh, great to, to work with us yes. and, and be able to uh, 
give us the opportunity to have it there. And I'm, we're just going to jump around here because there's so much I can touch on with you. The VFW, Patriots Park. Yes. Let's talk about that, too. Since we're on the VFW. That has been one of my big initiatives uh, after becoming mayor. Uh, you know, the they that board had not met probably a year and a half uh, because of COVID and, and different reasons. But uh, I, I want to see that Patriots Park done. Uh, Tell us where that's at exactly. Okay, we, we started an initiative probably back in November uh, around Veterans Day. Uh, and I want to have a dedication of that park on Veterans Day this year. Which this, the park's located year. on 5th and Godfrey, right? Yes, 5th and Godfrey. Okay. And we're planning to do a dedication of that park. So we set out a fundraising uh, effort started in November and uh we are probably about 75 percent of goal right now Wonderful. Uh, of of the funds that we need to finish that park and be able to have the dedication in in uh, November of this year so that uh, and the VFW has been a big big help in that mm-hmm. uh, in in getting that uh getting helping get the funds so the park has pavers with veterans names and yes service you can, you can purchase and... a, a, a paver there's a, a four by eight paver that you can do for a hundred dollars or an eight by eight paver that for two hundred dollars and there's a walkway and and it'll be put in that walkway and that that stone that that paver will be there right. with those people's names on it and it's beautiful there if you haven't gone down to, to look at it it's um it's just a great little corner lot it, it is and and it's it, it's a uh, you know, we, we need to recognize our veterans more and really need to show them that, hey, we appreciate them. And we uh, do. And we do, yes. 100%. I think yes. the community will get behind you and are getting behind you 100% Oh, yeah, that. That, the community's great. And that's the, the thing I like about this community is when there is a need, uh, people just come out and, and they help. They do. I mean, it's whether it's financially, whether it's volunteering, uh this community is great to come out and help when there's a need. And that's something I think a lot of people need to understand as well is a lot of times you might not have financially, but you might not be able monetarily to give to a cause. But right. if you're able to work or provide some other type of service, those things are needed just as much. Oh, and, yeah. and they're just as important. Yeah. I mean, anytime that you can volunteer your time uh, and your talent, you know, you might not be able to do much, like you said, as far as, monetarily but you may have a talent that is required for a certain certain thing Project that needs to be whatever, done yes. yes and uh you can volunteer that time my i can ask for money from people for sure so <laughs> <laughs> if you're like me you can you know if you're not afraid to ask for money right. then that's something that's needed too a lot of people yeah, don't but, feel comfortable but, doing that but through my years of volunteerism you know i i have that's one thing that i have seen of, is this community is you know they're great to get out and and give and uh, when they know it's going for a good cause, they will, you know. Yeah, and they see what's happening. It's nice to be able to tangibly put your hands on things right. too and see. Um, speaking of that, you're also on the board of the community of the Children's Advocacy Center. Yes, uh, I've been on that board, been privileged to sit on that board for quite a few years. Uh, have been involved with their uh, dinner theater play. Uh, we just did our, well, this was just my... I want to say 18th or 19th, my, I think 19th year to be involved with the with the play. Uh, 
you know, we do a big production every every year, and that's yeah. their biggest fundraiser for the year. Uh, and, and and I guess that's one of the highlights of my year is is being able to be in that play and yes. uh, and the the uh, knowing that you're helping a good cause like the CAC. The oh, CAC yes. is phenomenal. They do uh, you know they've got therapists and and folks there, and Liz does a great job as the director. Uh, it's just a unfortunately it's a needed uh organization in our community Mm -hmm. but they do a phenomenal job with that and i love that they've expanded and now have the gathering place which is a um a meeting place right that's for exchange yeah exchange exchange. yeah safe exchange for uh kids and that that came through uh our board president dana grimes uh you know we were talking about it she brought it up to the board one one year and we said well we just need to we just need to do it we just need to put it out there and, and do it. And it has been a huge success. Oh, I know. Uh, I've heard, I mean, positive comments. And I think y'all are still growing that. I mean, so yes. many programs, unfortunately, right. um, just keep coming up. And it's nice that the Children's Advocacy Center has the support of the community so that right. when they do see a need, such as uh, the gathering place or any other needs that come up, right. the, the support of the community is there. And, you know, after Amber McPherson came aboard, Again, uh, you know, she brought to the to the board said, you know, I've checked into a therapy dog and I think that the CAC would benefit with a therapy dog. And I'm telling you what, if you've not ever met Luna, the therapy (laughs) dog, Luna is a she's a mess. She is so comforting for these kids. And I've seen her in action. Uh, I've seen her in action with some of these kids that will just, you know, they'll be upset and they'll be, you know, telling their story or whatever and Luna comes in and she just she just takes care of it. I love it. And uh, it's 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 amazing to watch. And Luna's very well behaved. I saw Luna at yes. the advocacy center play and I don't even think Luna barked. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> well and and talking about the gathering place, the gathering place has a uh therapy dog as well. Uh maybe his name is Gravy. Oh that's who I saw. I saw Gravy, not okay, Luna. Yep. Gra- okay. So the Gathering Place has Gravy, and the CAC has Luna. So. Well, we're thankful to have the CAC and board members such as yourself and Dana that serve on those boards. I'm, I, I, people don't understand, too, that they're volunteer positions. Right, yeah, they're, and they're, they're all They're time-consuming, mm-hmm. and you really need to, to have a passion for it. But I would encourage everyone who's looking, if you have time and you want to invest in your community, a lot of people... We call them, what is it, the Facebook um, keyboard warriors that right. are behind the keyboard. Um, how about let's turn that around. Exactly. Find um, a civic club or an organization an organization to get involved in. And, you know, obviously you have an opinion. Let's make a difference. Right. You know, that's the best thing to do. Typing it on Facebook just gets people fired up and nothing right. happens. <laughs> You're right. And, nothing and, good comes you know, of don't, it. Don't be the problem. Be, you the, know, solution. be the solution. That's right. Know. Don't so, add to the the issue, but find a solution for the issue. And that's it, it's so easy just to type your opinion and how you feel about something versus saying, "Okay, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do something about this." Find out why, figure out why it's the way it is before right. you start griping about it, and mm-hmm. then if you don't like the way it is, talk to whoever you need to about how can we make a change here. Yeah. Versus well, and and that goes back to the thing that. You know, what I've always throughout my life tried to do is is realize that relationships matter. They do. You know, relationships do matter. And that's every aspect of life. 
you've got to have those relationships and you've got to build on those relationships because what I've always said too is, you know, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. That's right. And, you know, if they know that you care and they know that you're, you know, you're willing to listen to them. And that's what my aim is as mayor is to, to, to be approachable, to be able to sit down and, and realize somebody may have a problem. Right. But and and look at it and look at all the different angles and say, okay, this is what we've got to look at, and you know how can we fix it? Right. Instead of just saying, okay, this is you know this is a problem. Nobody's doing anything about it. Because sometimes you you can't just fix somebody's issue. A lot of times you can't. I mean, right. there's usually more to it, and there's more sides. However, you feel about it, somebody else feels just as strongly the yes. opposite of how you feel about it, and you just can't. And being able to agree to disagree. And just being able to explain right. to people, this is why it's this way. Mm-hmm. You know, even sometimes you might not necessarily agree with the way it is, but it you, it's out of your hands or your control. Right, yeah. Which, you know, as a mayor, it's not all in your control. You have a city council. Right, you, you've got a city council that, you know, votes on issues. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a non-voting member to a lot of those issues. And we, you know, we just have to, sometimes we have to agree to disagree. That's right. And, you know, I think we've got to, you know, group that we can agree to disagree at times. Yeah, and that's and, important. Uh, and that's very important uh, because it all, it takes everybody working together. And that goes back to, you know, relationships. Yes, you got to have those relationships and you got to build those relationships. Uh, it, that's what life's all about is it relationships. Is. And you have been in your mayor position two years now. Is that right? Be two years in November. Okay. So. Two years in, how are you feeling about it? I feel good, and I've had people ask me, you know, now that you've been mayor for, you know, a year and a half, two years, uh, would you do it again? And absolutely, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to make everybody happy. And I guess that's probably the the hardest part for me that ha- that I've had to adjust mm-hmm. to is because I have come from a world of, of trying to, you know, make everybody happy. Right. Uh, being in the grocery business, trying to make sure that, you know, customers, you know, we have a saying, customers are always right. Uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to handle those customers with, you know, kid gloves sometimes. Yes. Yeah, you've got to be understanding and know that because I have realized, too, that when somebody comes to you with a problem, that problem is as bad to them as your worst problem is to you. That's right. So we've got to understand that, and we've got to know that, hey, just because they've, it's a small issue to me, it's it's a big issue to them. That's so hard to do. It is it hard is. to do. It is hard to do. But you've got to get to that place to where you can say, okay, I know this is you know a, a minute issue, but... I realize that it's a big issue to you, and I want I want to work to get that you know to solve that issue for you. And plus, a lot of times when those issues like you're talking about, it might be something small. I guaranteed, more things have happened leading up to that, and that was just the icebreaker for that person. They were just like, "That's exactly. the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm done." And that, right. and so really. In the grand scheme of things, it's not the only thing that they're right. upset about. And, and I, I've seen too as as this year that year and a half that I've been mayor is sometimes if you will just listen to people, if you'll just sit down and listen to them, let them, let them, you know, vent, let them talk about their issue. A lot of times that's all they want. They just want, they to be just heard. want somebody to be, you know, to sit and listen to them and to be heard. Yes. And that's what I've tried to do. Uh, 
of course, none of us are perfect. And, and you know, I'm going I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to you know, I'm going to do things that that, you know, I'm going to think, hey, I should have done done this or should have done that. That's right. And, that's uh, life. Though. But that's that's life. And, and you learn from those things. Yes. As long as you're learning and moving forward, that's right. all you can ask for. Yeah. What is up for the next two years as mayor? Do you see anything that coming up that's for our community that's you could talk about? Well, we, we are we have started a process with uh, GMC. It's an architect architect firm that will um, it's a comprehensive master plan for the city of Fort Payne. And uh, we're we're in the beginning stages of that. It's a 12 to 14 month process. Uh, we'll have community meetings. We'll have people, you know, giving us input and feedback. We've got a uh, probably a 20 member steering committee we're putting together to kind of help ensure that this project is, you know, started like it needs to be and is carried out through the whole process like it needs to be. Uh, and this is various people from the community that will be serving on this steering committee. And um, as a matter of fact, I have a, uh, a Zoom call, I think, tomorrow afternoon uh, about, you know, where they're at so far in the process. And then we'll have our probably another couple of weeks or so, we'll have our first steering committee meeting uh, and, and really start hammering down and, and have some committee meetings. And, and what this will do, it'll kind of encompass the whole city. Uh, give us a a plan going forward right. because without a you know without a vision or without a plan you know you know as well as i do if if you don't have that you're just going through things blindly, blindly. that's right uh, and it and all the while where it may seem like you're not the city's not doing anything we're we're getting our plan together trying to figure out what direction we're going to go so that at the end of this process we'll have a a document that will kind of lay out how that the community wants things to go and we can work towards all that kind of stuff. But keep in mind as a community, yes, it can't all happen. Exactly. I mean, there's money involved right. and then things come up unexpectedly. So exactly. sometimes money has to be diverted to other projects that aren't it, glamorous, but right. they have to be done. Right. And, and we've seen that in the last term is my uh, term on the council. You know, we, we had borrowed some money and had all these projects that we were going to do. And then we had, you know, the sewer project, you know, that, that, that busted. And we had to, you know, we had to look at, okay, we've got to, we've got to fix this. Yes. And that's not cheap. No. And it's not something that you see every day. But, you know, if it's not working, you're going to know that it's not working. Yes, that's right. And so those things have to be done. So sometimes you have to. To step back and reevaluate and say, okay, because this happened, we've got to we got to change, change and, and go this direction. Yes, and sometimes things like roads and rail railways is that how you say it? Railways. Yes, that's out of your control as well because it's if it's a state road or a uh, a state highway right. or in the in the railway system that's Norfolk Southern. Right. So. They're strict and there's certain rules and guidelines and they have their certain policies and it's really at, in their hands what can be right. done. Yeah, and, and we have, you know, we have been working with those folks and uh, trying to get, you know, cooperation with, with Norfolk Southern and in which they have they have done an excellent job, you know, communicating with us. Uh, we are looking at, you know, overpass uh, 
possibilities. Right. Uh, that is something that, that is being looked at uh, and trying to make sure that, you know, that's it's a big project. And I know that we as a city cannot take that project on fully because, you know, it's 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 an astronomical amount of money. But I think that working with, some, you know, working with our state representatives, with our uh, Washington delegation uh, and, and Norfolk Southern, I, I'm really encouraged. I know that, that you and I were in Washington, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And, uh, you know, we had the delegation up there. And we had some really positive meetings and had a really positive meeting with Norfolk Southern uh, that while we were on that trip. Yes. And uh, really encouraging and knowing that, uh, but in that same sense, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It you takes know, time. It takes time. And all the, all the pieces of the puzzle have to be lined up and everybody has to get on board and know that, you know, this is the way we're going. You know, we just, we just got to follow the, the path to get there and you know we want an overpass there's lots of other cities that also want that as well right. so you have to look at we're not alone in this mm-hmm. and there's um timelines for every community that they can't just say 15 communities this year are getting one it doesn't work that way so um we just have to be patient right and that's hard and that comes back to you know i'll say it again you know relationships and that was a lot of what this Washington trip was, was a relationship building uh, experience. I felt very positive coming home from Washington. I felt like we made great strides in, in moving forward with just our relationships with our right. delegates. I mean, mm-hmm. we it, it was a great trip. Yeah. And you get you have to stay in front of these folks. You do. And, uh, and remind them. Yeah. We're here. Don't forget us. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's I, I have noticed you know, being mayor, you know, I can get overwhelmed, you know, because I've got, you know, we've got a, a city of 15,000 and, you know, somebody may call with an issue and I may be working on that issue and, and somebody else calls about an issue and you, you get diverted to an, another. Yeah. And, and there's times that I forget, you know, okay, I was working on this here. I've got to go back and, and make sure that, that, you know, this is taken care of. We need you to have a vice mayor or a deputy mayor. That's something in. Are, are you volunteering? No, no, I'm not. I've got a. I'm. I'm going to be your business advocate over okay. here. All right. That's what. And which I hope to focus on that too this year a lot is. Well, is, and, and let me just say that that you know that is one of the dynamics that we see here in Fort Payne that a lot of places don't see. You know, we have a good relationship with the city and the chamber, also with our main street. Yes. Uh, and, you know, when when you've got that cooperation and working together for the same goal, then, you know, we can go a lot further. And we even heard that in Washington. Yes. That it's nice to see the chamber and the city council and mayor all together and Main Street. While right. they weren't there, they knew they are represented well and that we, yes. on their behalf, were there working together. And we do. And, and that's why, you know, when, when I first got elected as mayor and we had our orientation with uh, the uh, – Alabama League of Municipalities, they had a panel of, of folks, and uh, it was about, you know, communities working together, and this particular community was Wetumpka, Alabama, mm-hmm. and uh, they had their their mayor, their uh, chamber representative, their Main Street representative, their city clerk, their economic development person, and, and the, the energy sitting in the audience, the energy from that group of folks was just phenomenal. 
that and if you'll remember, mm-hmm. you know, I came back and I said, look, we've got to get a group and go to Wetumpka and visit because they've got they're they've got it going on in Wetumpka. Yes. And we did that. You we know, did. we went down and, and was able to see what they've got and what what it happens when when you do work together. And we did come back with some ideas right. that, that we're still kind of working on here. Yes. So I'm thinking it just that's, again, relationship building. Exactly. They're a great resource for us. If yes. um, They've done some things that we would like to do, and who better to ask than people who've gone through it? Exactly. Do this, there's, don't do that. No I mean, they've, they've got no it. No sense in it. reinventing the wheel when somebody else out there is, is doing it and it's working. That's right. You So you would say that you're working at Bruce's Foodland groomed you, really, for your role now. Yes. Customer service. I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. You know, that was one thing that, that Shan Bruce taught us. You know, I can remember him drilling it, you know, customer service, customer service, customer service. And when I was the store manager, that's what I would tell employees. I said, above anything else, I don't care how good you are at your job, you know, top notch has got to be customer service. You've got to have that good customer service because when you've got that good customer service, it don't matter what the store looks like. It don't matter what you know, your prices are, people's going to come where they're taken care of. I'll agree with that 100%. I mean, if they're taken care of and you've got that customer service out there, you got nothing to worry about. And that's that's what I tell my department heads now uh, here in the city is above anything else, I want that person, that, that customer service to be top notch. And if we can, if we can get there and get that top notch, Everything else is minimal. So what's going on with the police department? Our police department uh, now is actually has, has moved to the old Williams Avenue school building uh, because they're, you know, we, we did the renovations on the outside of the police department, and then we learned that there was mold on the inside and that inside of that building was had not been renovated in, in many, many years. And so uh, it's, it was the old city hall building. And when the city hall moved out, they just moved the police department into that building. So, you know, that's been another one of the things that I've tried to really push to to get that, you know, get our police department updated. Yes. Uh, because it was real, to me, it was real embarrassing to take anybody to the police department uh, from out of town to, to let them look at it. Uh, because it, it really was not a police department. It was the police department existing in an old office city building. City hall building, yes. yes. So now what they have moved out, moved up to the Williams Avenue School building temporarily. Uh, We are working on the uh, original uh, police department building and uh, we'll be making renovations. Uh, Hopefully within a year, year and a half, uh, we'll be able to move our police department back into that building in a newly remodeled uh, facility. That'll be great. Yes. They'll appreciate that, I know. Yes, what else can we talk about? What about the fire department? We have a wonderful fire training center. Yes, we've got probably the best in the state. They uh, they have lots of, you know, lots of folks, and, and, and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that the fire college or fire school there, uh, we have a lot of folks from all around come through and go through that uh, fire school. And that's, you know, a, a testament to Scott Westbrook, who is the, you know, the trainer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job with putting that thing together and, and making sure that, you know, the, we have top-notch folks come out of that uh, fire college That's or great. fire school. Yep. So. 
And our rec centers tooling right along. Yeah, we've uh, we are our sports complex. You know, we're we're right in the middle of probably I would say starting maybe mid May, first of June. We'll start seeing some work going on. Uh, we'll ha- have all turf fields at the existing complex. Um, it'll be the all the baseball, softball, and soccer fields will be will be turf. Wonderful. We'll have new uh, new fencing, uh, some new lighting up and um some renovations to the uh existing towers that are there okay uh we've just finished they just finished maybe last week or week before last the uh bathrooms in the softball uh towers uh, will be after baseball season is over they'll be doing the renovations in the baseball uh bathrooms so i, I know that's been a, a big issue yes. with folks uh, just hang on. I actually got a, a, a complaint yesterday about our, our bathrooms needing to be upgraded. And I was able to pull out pictures and say, hey, this is what the bathrooms are going to look like because these are the ones that are at the softball, softball complex. complex. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, and, you know, we had we had the you know, we've got the new property of uh, that we bought. Yes. And, and that's what I was speaking to earlier as. When things happen, you have to kind of change direction yes. sometimes. Uh, we're still looking at, at putting a, a complex up there in the future. But right now, to get the biggest bang for our buck, because we needed both all the baseball, softball, and soccer needed to be uh, updated. Yes. And and to get the most out of our money, this was the sensible thing to do. I agree. So, uh, you know, it's not what, and it goes back to the thing that it's not what everybody wanted, but it's it's what you've got to do. You got to look at the whole big picture. Yes, and, and in the grand scheme of things, right. this makes the most sense right now. Yes, absolutely, and it's right. it's better to me than nothing. And, yes, than waiting. Yes, and waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so something's better than nothing. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I I think that uh, kind of it in a nutshell. Just. Uh, I'll keep going back to the fact that, you know, life is all about relationships and, and we've got, we got to remember that in every aspect of everything we do. And, you know, I just want people to, to remember that, you know, they don't, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And, and we can, we can do that and we can, you know, show people that we do care and, uh, and the things that we do and things that we say and, uh, Another thing that I've always learned through the years and through serving on boards and stuff, there's always two sides. That's right. To everything you say and do. And, um, you know, in, in, in a perfect example, I was on a board and um, I, I felt real strong about this situation that we were voting on. And, you know, I was, I was like, OK, nobody's going to change my mind. This is the way I'm voting. You know, I went into that board meeting thinking this. Well, then the other side got up and talked about their issue and their their side of it. And I sat there for a minute and I thought, you know, I never really thought about that. So that made me realize, you know, we've got to look at both sides before we can make an educated decision on, on what to do, because we've got to know both sides. Yes. And and as 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 strong as I was about my side. 
They you were know, just as strong. They about were just theirs. as strong about theirs, and it made sense. Yes, when they sat down and explained it. So, even though we do feel strongly sometimes about things, we still got to look at the other side. Be open to be open to yes to other people's exactly side or perspective right. of the situation. I agree with that. Well, I have enjoyed working with you so far as the chamber director and and the our mayor and chamber director relationship it's been wonderful well i and and i hope that continues for many years to come many years brian it will Uh, we're in it together friend that's right thanks for coming today i appreciate it yes ma'am thanks for the the opportunity and the invitation well you'll be back all right you've been listening to business is booming a podcast brought to you by fort Payne chamber of commerce the host is chamber director Jennifer McCurdy, executive producer Stephen B. Smith, with assistant producer Emily Kirby. Our engineer is Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studios. Business is Booming is a production of Rare Life Media.